Voice of St. Louis original podcast. Let's take you inside the top local stories of the day in about 10 minutes. It's the St. Louis All Local from KMOX. Today is Thursday, February 29th. I'm Michael Calhoun, our top local story. It just checked all the boxes and we took care of all the membership from top to bottom. KMOX is going inside the last-minute deal to avert the strike and keep the Teamsters brewing beer inside Anheuser-Busch's 12 U.S. breweries, including the flagship here in St. Louis. KMOX asked Teamsters Brewery Conference Chief Jeff Petalero if the job guarantees in the contract are a promise that AB won't close any breweries. It's a protection of jobs. Uh... It's ensuring, you know, that we have we now have job security. So and that's one of the one of the key things that we were looking for. AB Cells fell $1.5 billion in North America on the Bud Light controversy, the company said during an earnings call today. We've got the whole conversation coming up at 520 right here on Total Information PM. Nine months of negotiations and there's still no movement for St. Louis University hospital nurses having any of their demands met. Let's go live to the newsroom for the latest from KMOX's Maria Kina. Michael, National Nurses United say they are fighting for patient safety in a fair contract. In July, SSM slew nurses held an information picket, a one-day strike in September, and then a two-day walkout in December. So far, there is no movement on the part of SSM management. This evening at 6, nurses will hold a vigil outside the old Furman Deloge Hospital on Grand. One nurse says, quote, we are so short-staffed that we are struggling to provide even the most basic patient care. Live in the newsroom, Maria Kina, KMOX News. A KMOX follow-up. Two weeks after a cyber attack, Francis House school buildings now have internet service again. Blair's law, a bill banning celebratory gunfire, was taken up by a St. Louis Aldermanic Committee today. After a brief discussion, the Public Safety Committee advanced the city's version of Blair's law unanimously, but it still holds no power unless the state passes their version of it. The city sponsor, Alderwoman Pam Boyd, provides an update of what's the latest with the state's version of Blair's Law. It passed out of their committee, and they said this was the fastest that any bill had passed through. Now, some might wonder what's the point of St. Louis City passing Blair's Law when the state is going to criminalize celebratory gunfire nonetheless. Well, Older Woman Boyd said it's important because it gives them some teeth to enforce that legislation themselves. In City Hall, Sean Malone, KMOX News. St. Louis City Police Chief Robert Tracy defends the source of a large portion of his salary. $100,000 of his $275,000 salary does not come from the city's budget. Instead, it comes from a not-for-profit organization, the St. Louis Police Foundation, which is funded by local businesses. A national news story has put the spotlight on this again, Chief Tracy says. This deal that was made with the Police Foundation was well before Bob Tracy was even, it was the name as your police commissioner. That was already in place to attract uh, national talent to come to this place. The chief reiterates he works for everybody, including the business community, whether or not part of his salary comes from them. The GOP presidential caucus is this Saturday. At least one state lawmaker wants to change the future of that election process. Senator Bill Eigel, Republican from Weldon Spring, introduced a bill this week. I'm actually going to go uh, with an old idea by filing legislation that would restore the presidential primary and move all our state and county primaries to the same day in February. The move would put nine months between the primary and general elections. Bills to return to a presidential primary failed to pass last year. 
This election season at 10 o'clock Saturday morning, registered Republican voters can attend their local caucus and choose their presidential candidate. Scott Jagal, KMOX News. If you could put your driver's license in a digital wallet, you'd only need your phone as you leave the house. Illinois State Representative Cam Buckner is working on a bill to allow digital driver's licenses not to replace the physical card, but as a companion mobile document. But would it work in Missouri? Unfortunately, not yet. There are about 15 states who have some type of law will allow this. You know, we can only legislate for what happens within the boundaries of the state, but I think as more states bring this on, there'll be some reciprocity. But for right now, this would really apply just in the state of Illinois. Buckner says there are some things they need to work out, like how you would download your license, along with other safety measures. He's hopeful his bill will have a hearing soon. Debbie Monterey, KMOX News. Tomorrow is a day of reflection and celebration for St. Louis's Bosnian community. On March 1st, 1992, Bosnia declared independence from socialist Yugoslavia. The action would plunge the country into war and ultimately send thousands of refugees to the Midwest. Director of the Center for Bosnian Studies at Fontbon University, Adna Karamehik Oates tells KMOX there's a concerted effort to teach that history to area high school students. They say, I can't believe this happened. Something of this magnitude happened. Why didn't we know more about it? Why don't, why aren't we learning more about it? Soccer is important in Bosnian culture. To, so to celebrate, players from Afton and Bayless High Schools will compete in a friendly match on Friday evening. The KMOX Business Desk, there's only one four-star hotel in the state of Missouri, according to the 2024 Forbes Travel Guide, and it is the Ritz-Carlton in Clayton. Only two other hotels in the state make the list as recommended. The Four Seasons on the Riverfront here and the Raphael Hotel in Kansas City. The number of passengers passing through TSA checkpoints at St. Louis Lambert International Airport now exceeds pre-pandemic levels. For the first two months of the year, excluding today's leap day, Lambert served 857,683 passengers. That is 345 more than the total for the first two months of 2019. Well, as we continue on KMOX, the breaking news we brought you yesterday about a major St. Louis company, Anheuser-Busch, coming to terms with the Teamsters. With just a day to go before a strike deadline, that is now out of the picture. We've got Jeff Petalero, the director of the Brewery Conference for the Teamsters with us on KMOX. Thank you so much for joining us, Jeff. Well, thank you for having me. I'm glad to do it. So first of all, take us behind the scenes a little bit. How did this come together? Because it seemed like the news, the the social media posts, everything right up until the announcement uh, made it seem like the strike was was still eminent. So kind of what happened behind the scenes to make this uh, possible? Well, we, we continued to ramp up the pressure. Uh, our general president, Sean O'Brien, was uh, directly involved in the negotiations. Uh, we put an incredible amount of pressure on this company and you know, I'm happy to report that, uh, you know, we put all this pressure on the company and they stepped up and they did the right thing. And we got a uh, we got a contract settlement that everybody feels like they can uh, support. And uh, we'll be looking forward to bringing it to the membership very shortly. Now, when it comes to those negotiations, was there anything that uh, that broke the stalemate? Any kind of, a, you know, big compromise uh, proposal that uh, helped to seal the deal? Uh, well, I'm not going to get into the specifics of the negotiations, but I can tell you that, uh, you know, we, we stood together, uh, we stood unified, uh, led by general president O'Brien and, you know, the company inevitably, in our opinion, the, the company stepped up and did what they needed to do to make sure that we had a contract that checked all the boxes, uh, that met our members demands and, and rewarded them, rewarded them for, what they did through the pandemic and 
you know, it's it's an agreement we can all stand behind. And what do you think is the biggest, If you know, people look through the, the bullet points on this, a sizable raise, a ratification bonus, uh, insurance and retirement and vacation days. What do you think is the biggest win in this? Uh, well, it's a home run across the board. There's no question. Uh, you know, to pick, to pick a single biggest win would be hard to do because we believe we covered the demands of the membership from the most senior people to the newer people. You know, we eliminated the two tier system, made sure that we protected and improved pensions for those people that are, you know, really for everybody, but for those people closer to retirement, it helps out uh, economically. Uh, you know, it, it, it changed the narrative and they've now got a contract that's going to provide, uh, you know, that's going to put them in a more competitive position economically is just you know everybody everybody was rewarded well by this contract uh, and you expect uh, that the membership will vote in favor of this yes yeah we do i mean this is a phenomenal contract our negotiating committee which was made up of you know uh union representatives as well as rank and file members unanimously supported this agreement now, one thing we talked about before the agreement uh, was the possible threat of closures of breweries. A big term in this announcement is job guarantee. Uh, does that mean that no breweries will close, or how does that manifest itself? It's a protection of jobs. Uh, it's ensuring, you know, that we have we now have job security. So, and that's one of the one of the key things that we were looking for. So, you know, the uh, the company stepped up and. You know, we were able to 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 secure job security for for all the all the employees, our members. So, does that mean if a brewery does close, that the the company promises to give opportunities at other facilities? They will be protected. All the jobs will be protected. Take us to Fort Worth, Texas, where you have not come to an agreement with Molson Coors. What's the difference there? The difference there, that company continues to. Uh, you know, from its nose at the employees, they have not gotten the message that the Teamsters are not going away. Anheuser-Busch reported that uh, U.S. sales took a, a dip. And, uh, you know, people know, especially at St. Louis, the company's uh, longtime slogan, making friends is our business. How important was it for the, the image of the brands to, to get this done, for everybody to work together and for consumers to see that, uh, you know, everybody's pulling in the same direction on this? Well, I can't speak for the company side, but I can tell you from our perspective, uh, the reaction we are getting as the as this information filters out to the membership has been, you know, 100 percent supportive. Uh, they think it's a great, uh, great uh, contract for them, and they, they, you know, they appreciate that uh, they'll be protected. They'll be, uh, they have a strong contract for the next five years that protects their terms and conditions of employment that, you know, eliminates the second tier health care for those people that had it. It's it just checked all the boxes and we took care of all the membership from top to bottom. Jeff Petalero, the director of the Brewery Conference for the Teamsters. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. Download the Odyssey app and keep up to date with everything KMOX. I'm Michael Calhoun. Thank you for joining us.